Twas a long time ago, longer now than it seems. In a place perhaps you've seen in your dreams. Once upon a time, I fell in love with magic. And once upon a time, I fell in love with movies. And one day, we fell in love with each other. From family movie nights to family vacations. We believe everyone needs a bit of magic in their life. So we decided to watch through the entire Disney animated canon. And mix in some other magical movies along the way, like Harry Potter, Pixar, and some other family favorites. Each episode, we'll talk about the movies in the order they came out and talk about what makes them so magical including how you can experience the movie's magic on your next vacation. And we'd love to have you along for the ride. I'm Krista. And I'm Jonathan. And this is the Magical Movie Marathon. Okay, I am excited (laughs) about today's special it's holiday a special episode. holiday episode, it so we're kind of going out of order just because it's Halloween. Yeah, so, okay, I know I said on our last episode that we were going to be talking about Dumbo next, but yeah, we decided, you know what, for Halloween, we really need to take a quick break from the Disney animated canon uh, to talk about none other than The Nightmare Before Christmas. But I still want to make a Dumbo connection real quick. Okay, Okay. go ahead. Okay, so here you go. So as most people know, Tim Burton was one of the producers for The Nightmare Before Christmas. Of course. But he was also the director for the live action Dumbo. So there you go. So there you go. Connection made. There you go. We will get to Dumbo, but we (laughs) just had to do this. But yeah, but on that note, let's uh, get a little bit of trivia out there about The Nightmare Before Christmas. So... Tim Burton's original story for this movie was inspired when he noticed a store take down its Halloween decorations and then immediately replace those decorations with Christmas. As it should. That actually (laughs) happens in our own home. November Uh, 1st, we switch from Halloween to Christmas. Yeah, so he found the juxtaposition of ghosts and ghouls with... Santa and his reindeer to just be fascinating. <laughs> In fact, he probably said, what's this? <laughs> yep. Anyway, uh, so Danny Elfman, who wrote the music for the film, has said that coming up with the 10 songs for the movie was one of the easiest jobs he's ever had. Well, the music is delightful. Yeah. So. Uh, in fact, he said, quote, I had a lot in common with Jack Skellington. That's so, awesome. yeah, so he was very inspired. Uh, now, the movie was made over the course of three years by a team of around 100 people. Just one second of film required 12 individual shots. That is crazy. Yeah, that's how long these stop animation yeah. movies take. And if you look closely, you'll notice that Zero's nose is a tiny, glowing jack-o'-lantern. Aw, love Zero. Yeah, and I literally did not notice that until I was an adult re-watching the movie. Yeah. So, yeah, fun little fact. There's also, I still haven't seen this, by the way, so I'm going to have to look for it, but there's a hidden Mickey on the table where Jack is doing all of his Christmas experiments during the song Jack's Obsession. That just means 
we just watched it. We're going to have to watch it again so that I can find that. (laughs) Right. And the movie received an Academy Award nomination for Best Visual Effects for its groundbreaking blend of stop motion animation aided by computer animated techniques. So if you're curious what film beat it out for this Oscar, it happens to be another favorite in our family. Um, Jurassic Park. I would not go as far to say favorite of the family. (laughs) Favorite for at least two of the four of us. Like I said. The verdict is still out on MJ. Another family favorite, (laughs) Jurassic Park. But if you ask me, it's a little bit of a crime it didn't get an Oscar nomination for its music. Oh, that is such a crime. Yeah. And now, a history lesson. So... I talked a second ago in the trivia about how Tim Burton was inspired with the decorations. Right. Right. But The Nightmare Before Christmas actually started out as a poem that he Hmm. wrote. Uh, This was back when he was working as a Disney animator in the early 80s. The studio actually considered adapting the poem into a short film or even a 30-minute holiday special for TV. But then the production stalled out. Okay? Okay. So then uh, Tim Burton, he went off. He did some other things. Uh, He became a commercial success with films like Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Beetlejuice, and the big one being Batman with Michael Keaton. That film was huge. So suddenly he had a name for himself and the idea came back up again. However, Burton found out that Disney still owned the rights to the concept slash his poem. So now that he had some money, he tried to buy the rights back. But instead, they made a deal with him and said, hey, let's develop this together. But due to the fact that he was committed to direct Batman Returns, and also he didn't want to deal with the painstaking process of stop motion animation, he remained a producer on the project, but the directing duties went to Henry Selleck, who had also been a Disney animator at the same time as Burton. In fact, he had actually been involved in some of the early development that first go around. Uh, Selleck has also gone on to direct other stop motion films like James and the Giant Peach and Coraline. So good chance you're familiar with other things he's done. And then Disney initially planned Nightmare Before Christmas to be a part of its official animated feature lineup. But Michael Eisner, who was then the CEO Mm -hmm. of the company, felt that the tone was too dark for children and decided that it would instead be released under Touchstone Pictures, which is a subsidiary of Disney. Yeah. So, yeah, Nightmare was this close to being being, part of the official animated canon. Yeah, it was so close. Uh, Now, at the time of its release, it was branded as Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas to capitalize on his commercial appeal. And then the film ended up being a success overall when it came out. Uh, Mm -hmm. It got great critical reviews. And here's the deal. It wasn't a huge box office success on its first release, but it did make back twice its budget. So it it was seen from the studio perspective as a success because it didn't lose money. Right. right? Um, But really, the success has come 
afterwards. As we've seen, there's a pattern there. Yes. You're going to hear this many times of like the success came later. Right. Yeah. So over the years, it gained a substantial cult following. Oh, huge cult following. Right. And ever since the movie's 3D release in 2006, it's been officially made a Disney film. So yeah, if you pull it up on Disney Plus today, You don't have Touchstone Pictures at the opening of the movie. You got the Disney castle. They they rebranded it as a Disney film. And it's been re-released every year since around uh, since that time around Halloween. Mm -hmm. So it continues to add to its box office returns. And of course, it's a particular favorite for my generation of millennials. And it's had major pop culture appeal, uh, especially in terms of merchandise. I mean, you can hardly go a week without seeing Jack or Sally artwork somewhere, whether it's toys, backpacks, stickers, tattoos. It's everywhere. Tattoos, yeah, I believe it. Am I? I, No, you're not wrong. wrong. Yeah, exactly. You're not wrong. So, yeah, so it's had a, again, like you said, may not have been a huge commercial success when it came out. But it is now. It's had huge staying power. For sure. Okay, so on that note, some personal history. It's going to be very different for the so, two of us. <laughs> so different. So different. So, yeah. So, Krista, tell everyone, when did you first see Nightmare Before Christmas? Okay. Deep breaths, guys. Everybody calm down. Keep <laughs> calm. Okay. Um, here's the deal, friends. I actually did not see this movie until a couple of years ago. It was the first time I had officially watched it. Now, let me... Say the reason why is because I'm honestly just not a Halloween person. Like, that's not my vibe. I'm a Christmas person. Now, Halloween has grown on me. I do love fall. And you will actually see in our house that we have a Halloween tree, a black tree with orange lights. And you will find many a nod to Nightmare Before Christmas on said Halloween tree. Yeah. Yeah, let me let me interject here yeah. for a second to give a different perspective. <laughs> okay. Like I remember when we first got married, yeah. you were just like, Halloween is dumb. Why do people <laughs> even care about this holiday? Like we I've would just watch never a been TV. a Halloween. It was never a big deal in my family. And yeah. so I just never grew up as like, oh man, I love Halloween. Like I never really went trick-or-treating as a kid. Like it just was not. It's just not our holiday. Like Christmas was the big deal. Christmas was the big yeah. holiday. It's still the holiday that I prefer. Also, I'm going to be real. Like the stop motion animation <laughs> is not my vibe, y'all. It's not my vibe. It has always creeped me out. Like anytime Jonathan has brought up seeing a movie, if it has stop motion animation, I'm like, nope, I'm out. Like it's it really has always creeped me out. And so I'm like, I just never took the time to watch it because I was like, uh, I didn't really get it. I didn't understand really, like, why would you turn Christmas into a nightmare? Christmas is holly and jolly. Like, I just did not get it, guys. Okay? So, do you feel that way with stop motion in Christmas classics like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Is that stop motion? No, because they're holly and jolly. Okay. So, so <laughs> yeah. So, there's a limit it's, to... There's it's a not limit. the stop motion itself. It's... Yeah, I mean, I don't even 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 that like stop motion is not it's just not my favorite animation style. It's just not my vibe. But I didn't see it until two years ago because we started doing like Halloween movie nights became a tradition. Yeah. And my people were like, 
it has to be Nightmare Before Christmas. And I honestly was like, no, I think it's too scary for Kai. <laughs> it was so not. But like that was because I didn't really understand the story. Like that's really what I thought. I thought right. it was like a spooky, creepy movie. And that's actually not what it is at all. Yeah. So me, on the other hand, yeah. I remember seeing the commercials for this movie mm -hmm. way back in 1993 and wanting so bad to go see this movie. And I still remember my dad taking me to go see it when it came out in theaters mm -hmm. and sitting in the theater and watching this on the big screen. And then I, you know, I immediately like loved this movie. I wanted it as soon as it came out on VHS. So yeah, I grew up loving this movie, revisiting it all the time. When the 3D re-release came out, uh, like I talked about in the history mm -hmm. section, yeah, going to go see it in 3D, I, yeah, I have a lifelong love <laughs> for yeah, this movie. Yeah, it's totally your kind of movie. It is. Like, the humor in it is your kind of humor for sure. Yeah, no, it definitely is. So yeah, so we have again We have very different personalities. Very histories. different personalities. It's one of histories. the very few movies, Disney movies <laughs> I can say I did not grow up on. But again, it really wasn't necessarily considered a, a Disney, Disney movie branded movie. So yeah. there's my excuse, but yeah. Okay, so you said it was it's always been one of your favorites, yes? I mean, yeah. Would I put it in, like, my top 20 favorite movies of all time or anything like that? No, but in terms of just revisiting and mm -hmm. re-watching, yes, it was, it was definitely one of those that I probably watched, you know, at least a couple times a year. Uh, yeah. All, you know, growing up and even into adulthood just because... I don't know. I love it so much. I, th I think mm -hmm. it's a really creative story. And yeah, there's so many details in it that even this time watching it, which we'll mm -hmm. get to, I spotted things I had never noticed sure. before. So, okay, well, obviously it was here's the deal. I'm going to give you a story when we get to park connections. <laughs> but let me just tell you that even when I saw it two years ago, I've always liked the music. I've always thought that the music, I love musicals like we on our honeymoon, we spent in New York City going to see musicals. That's who we are. We're those kind of people. Um, that's I, the type of person I married, rather. So that is true. You <laughs> you tolerate some you do like some musicals. I do like some musicals. But you tolerate them mostly. Yeah. I love musicals. And for me, the music in this movie very much has like a Broadway vibe mm -hmm. to it. And so I've always loved the music, I've always thought the music was really good, really beautiful, really catchy. But even when I saw it for the first time a couple of years ago, I was like, meh, like it wasn't my favorite. I was like, I will watch it once a year on Halloween <laughs> to it'll be like our eve before we decorate for Christmas movie. It wasn't one of my favorites. Now, though, I will say after just you know, rewatching it, but mostly because of what we just experienced for the first time in the parks at Disneyland, which we will get to. I see it in a whole new light and I love it. Like, I love it. I get the cult following now. Like, I yeah. want all the Jack and Sally merch. I want all the Oogie Boogie things. Like, <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed rewatching this movie with our family. Like, I love it. Like, if Kai got on a kick and was watching it, like, once a day, for a couple of days in a row and I wasn't mad about it. I was like, play, let it play. I'm, I'm good with it. Like I love it now. Lights, camera, action. action. 
All right, it's time for us to talk about our favorite things in Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. All right. So, Chris says we already talked about again your love for this movie has come about more recently, which it has. We'll explain that more when we get to Park Connections. Absolutely. But go ahead and just kind of fill everyone in in you know who are your favorite characters or song or whatever. Okay, so I will say even before I fell in love with this movie. My favorite song has always been the opening song, This Is Halloween. It's so catchy. Uh Like, it gets stuck in your head so much, and I just think it's so fun. So that's definitely my favorite song. My favorite scene, though, is when Jack actually falls into Christmastown and sings What's This? I just love that scene so much. Like, all the things that he's... It's a great song, but it's just like... All the things that he's discovering. And, of course, I love Christmas. And so I just think it's a really fun scene and a really just creative concept. And then my favorite characters, because they're a package deal as far as I'm concerned, are Jack and Sally. And the reason that I put them together is because I love Sally because I think she's really brave. She's always, like trying to escape (laughs) and she is brave to like call out Jack that like, Hey, what you're doing is probably not for the best. Yeah. And you know, but also still like help him and help rescue Sandy Claus. Like she's just really brave. I really like her as a character, but then I also really love Jack because who doesn't love Jack? And I love just seeing his process and his journey throughout the movie. Because I think we can all relate. Like, at some point in our life, we've all felt, like, unsettled. Or we want to get out of our typical routine. And so, yeah, I just yeah. like his journey. Yeah. That totally makes sense. Kai, how about you? Favorite character? Favorite things? My favorite character is Oogie Boogie. Oogie, Oogie Boogie. Boogie. All right. Who doesn't want some bugs around the place? <laughs> Well, that hasn't always been true. Yeah. When you were really little, you were a little creeped out by the sight of Oogie yeah. Boogie. Yeah, by Oogie Boogie, yes, yeah. for sure. But now Oogie Boogie is your favorite? Yes, he's definitely my favorite. Because of the bugs? Not just because of the bugs, because he has a great song. He does um, have a great yes, song. Yeah. His hideout is amazing, too. <laughs> he doesn't want some little toys and some dice yeah. around the place. <laughs> Any other favorites of in Nightmare? Oh, my favorite. Same with Mom. My favorite song is the. I mean, second song is the exact same as Mom. Welcome to Halloween this is Town. Halloween. This yes, is Halloween. Mm-hmm. I love it when the vampires do. There's Everyone waiting for the pumpkin song. <laughs> you do love that, and yeah. you do that a lot. I will yeah. say, I feel like any time of year you can find Kai humming. <laughs> uh-huh. This is Halloween. Yes. And I think you love it even more now because we'll talk about this more in the park connections, but did you get to see those vampires during Oogie yes. Boogie Bash? Yes. And plus yeah. Oogie Boogie is great. Yes. Yes, he has something named after him. It's yeah. True. He hosted Oogie Boogie yes. Bash. Yeah. He's the best host. Yeah. So I think I have to go with Jack being my favorite mm-hmm. character. I do really love Sally, too. And I see yeah. your argument for making them a package deal for sure. But, yeah, I really relate to Jack because I'm one of those who I can't just do the same thing over and over. Mm-hmm. So his frustration at the beginning mm-hmm. of just feeling 
like he's got writer's block almost <laughs> and just kind of mm-hmm. jaded and just getting bored of doing the same thing all the time. Like, I feel that in my soul. Yeah, you do get restless sometimes. And then sometimes that leads me to do things before I'm really ready to do them or sure. understand them. So sure. I totally get his actions as well. So I, I've always related to Jack Skellington as a character. And favorite mm-hmm. song for me What's this? Yeah. Is just so good. It's a genius scene in the movie. It's such a great song. It's so clever. Mm-hmm. I never get tired of seeing it. Definitely. Yeah, at all. It's so good. Okay. Anything in this movie that's surprising or maybe we don't like as much? Krista? Well, what's surprising to me is how much I love it now. Okay. Fair <laughs> Honestly, enough. Honestly, I think just now seeing it in a whole new light because of experiencing it in a new way in the parks. I watched it with fresh eyes and new eyes this time, and I just love how so creative this story is. It's so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kai, how about you? Anything surprising? Nope. No? Even love the whole I thing? Even though I've been singing this song for like a month now. Yeah, you yeah. have. You've been on it. Uh-huh. And since we got back from Disneyland, you've been watching uh-huh. this yeah. one a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I would throw in there is this can be a, a little bit of a creepy movie for maybe really young kids. So maybe really, really little ones. You, you're, right, really you know, little ones. You know your kids best, but I think if you enjoy Halloween and your kids enjoy Halloween, this movie's going to be just fine. Yeah, kind of yeah. like you said, it turns out the movie's mm-hmm. spooky fun, not yeah, spooky, spooky scary. Right, not so, spooky scary. But still, I could see some really little kids being yeah, bothered like, by yeah, these. Like touch, yeah, like... Yeah, like um, a doctor touching its brain. Oh, it yeah. It's a, yeah, a little creepy. <laughs> I think sure. it's kind of cool. You can just touch your brain and think something. Yeah. 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 And it's kind of creepy that he takes half of his brain out and mm-hmm. puts it into another person. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a little weird. So yeah. we do not recommend you try that at home. Yeah. Yes. That's <laughs> just a Dr. Finkelstein thing. Right. Um, anything we noticed watching it this time recently that we never saw before? Krista? I mean, I think for me, just because I was watching it again in just like a whole new light after coming home from Disneyland um, and experiencing all that we experienced there in this season, it's just all the little details that were funny to me. Like when they were trying to make toys, what they came up with, and they were so proud of themselves, yeah. you know? And it's like, oh, like I wanted to do like this other thing, like bless your heart, you know? Yeah. But like it's makes you laugh you know same with like you know just Mm -hmm. jack trying to make christmas like a whole science experiment like i've got to figure this thing out you know it's just like all those little details throughout the movie that just make you chuckle i just i saw those this time because i came to it with a different perspective and so that was really fun okay kai anything new i noticed that when he was trying to understand christmas Uh uh-huh as a logic way, mm-hmm. two books he used was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and um, and the Scientific Method. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, that was funny. Mm-hmm. So like I said in the personal history section, there's always something new that I notice no matter how many times I watch this movie. And this time, something I noticed that I don't think I've ever picked up on before was that the vampires often carry umbrellas around with them (laughs) to block the sun when it's daytime. And I just don't think I'd ever really paid that close attention to 
when they hold up their umbrellas. That is funny. I also noticed, I forgot to mention this, but one thing that struck me that I realized this time that I was like, that's just kind of funny and they don't really address it, but like it's Halloween town and there's all these, you know, kind of spooky creatures and yet they still have a villain. Like Oogie Boogie is the villain in Halloween town. But like, it it just struck me as funny that, uh, you know, it's Halloween Town and yet they still have like a bad guy. That yeah, yeah. That, the scary characters are scared of something. Yes, yeah. and that just like really kind of made me laugh this time. Of like, again, that's so creative, so genius. I never would have thought about that. Yeah, so you forgot there were three people who weren't four people actually who weren't afraid. Actually, I think five: Sally, Jack, mm-hmm. Locke. Shock, Barrel. Yes. Well, actually, but Lock, Shock, and Barrel are scared of Oogie Boogie. Because another thing I noticed in this time around I had never picked up on before is in their song, Kidnaps Sandy Claws, there's a line where they say, they're, they're talking about Oogie Boogie, and they mm-hmm. say, if you end up on his list, I'd get out of town. And that line stood out to me because it's a it's a reverse of Santa Claus right. is coming to town right. where you want to be on Santa's list. Right. So that that stood out to me as like, oh, that's really creative lyrics to mm-hmm. show that Oogie Boogie is the exact opposite of Santa Claus. Yeah. You and don't want to be on his list. Even if like Jack and Sally mm-hmm. weren't necessarily scared of him, like you could just tell like Jack is annoyed by him. Like, why are you here? Right. Type of situation, <laughs> which again, I just think is funny that with all these like spooky characters, they're still a villain. There's still somebody that they don't, There's they always, don't want huh? to be in their town. Yeah. There's always that one coworker. There's always that one person, right? Yes. That we just have to deal with. Yes. Yeah. All right, so getting into our fun questions. So the first one I've got for us is a bit of a trick question. Okay. But it's, do you think Nightmare Before Christmas is more of a Halloween movie or more of a Christmas movie? Because it is both. It is totally both. I think... Yeah, what percentage and why? Okay, I'm going to go 75% Halloween, 25% Christmas. Because I still think with it, the setting being in Halloween Town and just like all the characters in general, you get more Halloween than Christmas, even though Christmas is a major plot point in the mm-hmm. story. But this just makes my heart happy because we celebrate Halloween until October 31st. But when the clock strikes midnight and it's November 1st, it's Christmas. <laughs> and so I am totally for like... Let's put these two holidays back to back. And mm-hmm. I'm not skipping yeah. Thanksgiving. It's just Christmas is the, the best. best. Yep. Maybe, right. which, maybe Halloween's better, I think. No way. So, Kai, how about you? What's your percentage for I, the movie? I think um the I think it's like a 60 Halloween town, mm-hmm. 60 Halloween and 40 Christmas. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's 60, a good 40. percentage. Yes. 60 yeah. 40. Okay. Yes, cuz like it's even in the name Nightmare Before Christmas. Right, that's true. Yes. It's both, yeah. And you can have nightmares when it's Christmas. <laughs> you could. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully you won't. Yeah, you won't. Okay. So I'm going 70-30. Oh, Lord. Wow. Christmas. Okay. 
Christmas, 30% Halloween? Yes, yeah, oh 70% God. Christmas, because as you pointed out, Kai, Christmas is literally in the title of the movie. Okay, yes. so that has to count for something. Also, the vast majority of the plot is spent with Jack trying to figure out Christmas and mm -hmm. then plan and execute Christmas. So... It takes up way more time in the structure of the movie mm -hmm. than Halloween does. Okay. And in the end, Santa Claus saves Christmas. Ha tell me, how is that not a Christmas movie? I guess that's true. Yeah. It's a Halloween movie. But it's Halloween characters enjoying yeah. Christmas. So yeah. my Halloween that's characters. my argument is 70% right. Christmas movie, 30%. Well, I want to hear, once you've listened to this Friends, I want you to uh, comment on my Facebook page what you think the percentage is because I want to hear. I want your votes. All right, next Please. question. Nightmare Before Christmas collides two holidays, Halloween and Christmas. Correct. But what two other holidays would you choose to combine? This is a tough one for me because initially I was going to say New Year's and Valentine's Day. But I'm actually going to go with Christmas and New Year's because, okay. honestly, like, the, the week between Christmas and New Year's is just a week where everybody's like, what are we doing? What's supposed to be happening now? Because you're, like, on a high from Christmas and Christmas <laughs> is over, but, like, no one's back to work yet and everyone's still, like... <laughs> out doing things and wanting to celebrate and everyone's full of like cheese mm -hmm. and sweets <laughs> and all the stuff <laughs> like we're just eating mm -hmm. until mm -hmm. the 31st and then it's new year's and so i i think that that i would like just combine like to me after it's very Christ orthodox of you going back to the 12 days of christmas <laughs> it and... is but for me i'm just like <laughs> For my personality, when Christmas is over, I'm like, okay, it's New Year's. Like, basically, the year is over. I know we still have, you know, six, seven days left, but, like, Christmas is over. Basically, the year's done. New Year's, like, let's just go. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> okay, Kai, which holidays are you combining? I would choose um, Valentine's Day and April Fool's. <laughs> Valentine's <laughs> and April, April Fool's. Yes! So so why why would you combine, would you combine those? Yes, because you can do an April Fool's. You can fool someone and then give a Valentine's for sorry, and then keep doing it over and over again, and so on. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't know that that's something that we want to actually practice oh when you get to dating age. That is true. Um, that is yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll have a conversation off mic Which I will about not. that. That's right. You're not allowed. But uh, sometimes, sometimes love does kind of <laughs> turn you into a bit of a fool. That so is true. That I, I see your reasoning. All right. What about you? So I would combine Cinco de Mayo and Fourth of July because <laughs> Texas. That is, yes, that is very Texan of you for sure. Yeah, uh, I love our state. So I would just go ahead and combine those two things yeah, together. Yeah. And it, they just feel like they should go together, honestly, in our part of the I world. I mean, I guess. So. I okay. <laughs> All right. Oh. Next question. Last question. What kind of spooky creature would you be if you lived in Halloween Town? So let me list off a few so you have some options. There's, uh, you know, there's like the Wolfman, there's vampires, there's ghosts, ghouls, witches, skeletons, evil scientists, sea monsters, zombies, a bunch that I'm not listing off, but mm -hmm. what what do you resonate with the most? I mean, for me, I would probably be a witch. 
give me... Do you want me to comment on that? No, or... I don't want okay. you to comment on that. <laughs> but, you know, I love to, you know, brew up some potions. Yeah. It's true. And you love magic. I do love magic, and it would be pretty cool to ride on a broom. I would enjoy that. So I'm going to go with witch, but also hope that I don't look like one. Yeah. Yeah. Especially not the ones in the movie. They're old. True. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Okay. I want to be more like Molly Weasley. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And you okay. also feel like you're flying. Kai, how about you? What kind of spooky creature? I would be that slime man. The slime man? Why? Because I like slime. You do like slime. Yeah. There's I'll a good be slime man or the, or the wolf man. One of those two. Man. Okay. But if slime man wasn't there, I would choose wolf man. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I'm going with vampire because I'm already a bit of a night owl. That is true. And you know what? Blood doesn't really bother me. So. Gross. Same. Anyway, vampire is what I'm going with. It feels the most natural or supernatural to mm. me, I guess. That kind of creeps me out that it feels natural to you. Should I be worried? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, not really. Yeah. All oh. right. Well, this is a movie, obviously, we'll return to over and over and over again and notice new things, but, yeah. We hope you will start a tradition like we do and watch yeah. this every October 31st. All right, a little dad tip I'm throwing in here for those of you listening to the replay. So if you are headed to a Disney destination, make sure that you check the park's calendar. Because one of our favorite events at the parks is Oogie Boogie Bash. And something you need to know about special events at the parks is that these are special ticketed events. And so if you don't have a ticket for that event, then you have to leave the park. So yes, they close down the park early to regular guests. And the only people who are allowed in there are those with party tickets. This is true for Oogie Boogie Bash. It's true for uh, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. It's true for the Christmas parties. Uh, any special ticketed event. Uh, I think that would also include Sweetheart Nights, things like that. So don't plan a trip and think, oh, on this day, I'm going to spend all day at Magic Kingdom at Disney World. And then suddenly you find out that you are getting kicked out of the park early because they're having a special event that night. Uh, you will be upset if that happens. So always, always, always check the calendar. Make sure that you are not uh, going to the park on a day when there is a party and you're going to have to leave early. Or if there is a party, then talk to your travel advisor about getting tickets to said parties so that you can enjoy it. And a lot of times with these parties, you get to stay in the park uh, past regular closing hours, which is also really, really, really fun. So yeah, check a calendar. Don't make the mistake that a lot of people make of just showing up and then being surprised. Hope you had a bone-ified great time revisiting Nightmare Before Christmas with us. We look forward to doing many more of these holiday-themed episodes in the future. If you would like to experience the holidays like Halloween in the parks, then please let's start planning right now. You can contact me on my travel page and find the links for that in the show notes. See you once upon another time. Magical Movie Marathon is a production of Wardrobe Media in partnership with Spoonful of Jordan. It is produced, edited, and hosted by Krista and Jonathan Jordan. 
Krista is an authorized travel agent for Share the Magic Travel, LLC. You can contact her through the link in our show notes or by visiting spoonfulofjordan.com slash travel. Jonathan is married to her. Magical Movie Marathon Podcast is not affiliated, sponsored, or endorsed by the Walt Disney Corporation or its subsidiaries, nor NBC Universal or its subsidiaries, nor Warner Brothers or its subsidiaries. The views expressed are solely those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions, standards, views, or policies of the aforementioned corporations or their subsidiaries. Any mention of Disney, NBC Universal, or Warner Brothers properties, intellectual and otherwise, is strictly for informational and educational purposes only.